at least at least virtually i've sort of seen a section of the route part of the route and i know what is there i know what's coming up okay now uh, a step backward would be the kind of conditions you will face in okay uh, what kind of cold will be there temperatures wind chill uh, what you may face in the worst case scenario uh what where will be the aid stations be placed how much water should i carry welcome to tracking dirt i'm your host shitish and i'm here to talk about trail running at tracking dirt we take a look at trail running from scientific technical social and business perspectives a bit about me i've been running trails mountains and ultra distances for over 5 years I'm also one of the co-founders of Capital Trails Running Club where we are building a trail running community and introducing people to self-sufficient and ethical trail running. Tracking Dirt is part of Capital Trails Online and is created and produced in-house. Head over to capitaltrails.in to learn more about who we are, what we do and make sure you join us, follow us and the likes on social media. I'll be listing all the useful links in the show notes. I hope you enjoy tracking dirt and find something useful that helps you understand trail running, nature, society and the great outdoors a bit more. And if we do end up using some bad language here and there in this episode, I apologize in advance. Let's start tracking dirt. All right, on today's episode we're going to talk about planning and organizing high altitude races. And to do that, we have an awesome guest with us, Mr. Chetan Sehgal. Chetan has been exploring routes and organizing events in the high Himalayas for over 12 years. This includes the infamous and grueling La Ultra, which is a race that passes through some of the highest motorable mountain passes in the Ladakh region of India. Chetan is also a part of Boots and Crampons, who organize expeditions to peaks that are over 6000 meters high. Chetan is also the brain behind the Summit Run mountain race series. I can keep going on, so without taking more time off the episode, Here's coach, fellow athlete, fellow explorer, fellow Capital Trails team member, and a dear friend, Chetan. Hey, Chetan, how are you doing today? Hey, hi, Shitish. I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, exciting times. Very busy preparing for uh, the main mountain season coming up. But uh, I think that is the excitement that that also sort of excites me for a conversation like this. Yeah, with the with the snow melting and with the summers, yeah, the mountains are just waiting for you, right? <laughs> so you want to share a bit about uh, what's happening on the summit run front? uh summit run yeah uh, i think we so i just recently went i was there in the manali region uh, mid march and uh, even though there was a very clear forecast we knew that uh, you know it's going to snow and rain for almost 3 to 4 days uh, i had this hope somehow that you know sometimes the forecast can be wrong so maybe maybe the day that i am trying to check out the route for the run uh maybe the, the 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 weather gods will be a bit kind and i can you know sneak in the route and probably check out but uh i i didn't have any high hopes i was honestly i was uh, the idea main idea purpose was to also go and meet the local team because even though i've been traveling to manali for a long time uh i think one of the crucial aspects of putting up a, a race like this would be to have a very very trustworthy ground team so i had to i had to meet the people i had to put in the word on understand the kind of you know logistics i had to see the start and the end point and uh, various other things uh, a section of the route i was able to do till where the snowfall uh, was less and also the snow existing snow was also less sethan dome i have done before i have done in 2016 winters uh, but that time also the snow was very less so i've seen the top 
and i know how sort of what kind of gradient and what to expect but uh, other sections of the route i would say 50 60% is something that i still have to see so uh, but what i've done is thanks to thanks to the navigation systems and online apps that we have uh, you know we we know the major points and we have been able to connect it on on the map so we have a we have a route file we have a gpx file we have the elevation numbers uh, uh, some corrections will be needed but i think overall uh, in may once i once i'm done with my Uh, sort of twin peak expeditions to the to the to the friendship peak and and you know shethidar right after that i'll just go and try and like, explore the route very very on on light load and see okay what kind of uh, you know things are needed and then i think then then i'll be have like a final confident sort of a uh, uh, thing about okay how what kind of uh, effort is going to go in, in terms of at least at, at least the logistics part so as of now we are opening entries tomorrow uh just the two days two three days have been busy just you know setting up the website and the uh, maps and editing things and everything uh, so major info information is out i was trying to today make a list of faqs because faqs are like you know a lot of questions people ask and everything so i've tried to put some major major thing that they were in the head out there on the paper and uh, hopefully we are open tomorrow and then uh, you know yeah see how things go cool So let's talk some altitude. Uh, let's start with the basics. Uh, what 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 do you consider as uh, a high altitude? What do you think is um, okay altitude, and what is very high altitude? <laughs> yeah, uh, having experienced altitude, I think I think I'll I'll talk from two perspectives. Uh, one would be how the world sort of you know defines it. Uh, if you if you go on the internet and you start le- learning about altitude, I think it pretty much starts from seven eight thousand feet. Uh, and then they say that okay, that is high altitude. Eight thousand feet is high altitude, and uh, and I think most of the text that you see online is actually written by in terms of altitude and let's say the effects and sickness and everything by you know the westerners, uh, people from Europe and US, where max altitude reaches about forty five hundred meters or so, and then they max out. So for them to sort of categorize that and uh the kind of exposure and experience they have in terms of their sort of altitude uh their definition would probably fit yes right 8 8500 feet above but i think physiologically the real the real differences and the the effects that you start to feel is are, are somewhere above 10 and 1/2000 feet to 11000 feet so that will be around roughly 3600 to 4000 meters right yeah, 32, yeah, yeah 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 right so that is where i think the uh, the the level of oxygen uh, the concentration the oxygen remains the same even at even even at top of the everest it remains the same but it's this is the density the density starts to really take a bit of a hit from that altitude onwards so uh, that is what i would say is high altitude like 11 to 10 10 and a half to let's say 12 is like a higher uh, 13 is like a higher above that would be like Uh, uh very high altitude like 14 to let's say 80 90 and then extreme would be above above 20 above 20 21 where you know your uh, your summits are there uh, big summits and mountain mountains here awesome that that that's actually a great definition because before this i would go in thinking that you know where leeches dwell that is like mm, okay altitude <laughs> uh where you start feeling sick that's when you cross into the high altitude right. and when you are an incorrigible mess that's when you are the, right. at the most extreme altitude but yeah i think 
thanks for thanks yes. for sharing that uh, you know rather practical and scientific yes. context so even you know it. even you know the the, yeah. the the sickness part of it like uh, a lot of people feel the effects uh, whether they're doing an activity physical activity or they're not doing just being stationary at above at much higher altitudes but there are a lot of people who you've seen uh, people just come around when they're they're, they're doing the touristy stuff driving up to like a high pass and everything and they start to feel sick whether that's the motion sickness or whatever but they have by around 6 7000 feet they start to feel always oh, very high uh, so in everything so i think yeah it's it's sort of you know relative to them but uh, i think what what i've sort of defined is kind of uh, what really uh, when it when you talk about the activity point of view that's that's where things sit right so we're going to talk about that in a bit but before that uh, so so you have experience you you have organized events uh, at all these three uh, i would say bands of altitudes right you you've been part of the uh, the dhanolti runs which is like a a, a lowish on the lower end of altitude then obviously summit run see the indrahar one and this one uh, even sethan uh, that's in the 4000 meter ballpark and of course when we talk about la ultra that is like uh, you know much much higher than that and then you have the expeditions that that you keep doing uh, right so so when you uh, when we talk about organizing an event whether it's an expedition or uh, even a, a or or a foot race what goes into planning and executing these yeah uh, i think when you're going in such environments in the mountains where uh, conditions are extreme uh, i think there are even if it's a road run uh, there are certain dangers actually if you if you talk about the stats uh, running on the road you you in the mountains you have higher chances of getting getting hit by a vehicle on the road then then you have let's say getting stuck on a slope or somewhere in the forest so whether it's a road or a trail event i think safety is the number one thing that we sort of you know look out for as organizers as uh, personally from my side uh, i think that that's like a less like a responsibility we sort of take upon ourselves it's it's easy to get people sign sign the waivers and you know liability uh, forms and everything but uh, you can't really shy away from from taking the responsibility of uh, saying that uh, uh, you know how what, what 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 kind of preparations and the detail puts in so i would look look really look at the route from the safety point of view uh, whether it's going to be uh, yes safe and if to what extent am i going to put the safety measures do i have the the resources which are you know locally available or uh, from where will i get the resources if not locally available what kind of logistics will go through uh, and it's not just the organizers but it's also on about the people because eventually your race is going to be successful only if people come and runners come and they take part so is it easier for them to reach is it is it something that they will like is it something that uh, they think that it's too extreme or too dangerous uh, and they would like to skip it or you know they have those questions and doubts in mind so uh, i think these are the two things that i would really uh, look at from 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 is, is it safe uh, is is it doable uh, are, are sort of you know resources available and will people really like it is it is it uh, something that some uh, you know people will something that not not out there or is something unique in whether fitting in the calendar Or, uh, or 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 the type of route or the profile uh, or the kind of challenge and uh, that's that's what i think uh, i try to sort of look look towards when i'm thinking of 
putting something on the paper would you like to just uh, detail out or speak about the differences uh, when it comes to organizing a road event and a trail event like you know uh, like a road event right uh, getting getting supplies to different aid stations right it's uh, it's very different for a road event than it is to a trail event right when you're climbing up indrahar you just can't right so so uh, so how do you so how do you plan for that it's it's first of the very important factors like for example what i was what we have been looking for with this you know the the, the sethan dome is to go ourselves and see the route experience the route uh, something that we did with indrahar we were able to do in june the event was in october and uh, and we were able to sort of understand the gradient and the challenges on the way and think from a runner think from the runner's perspective of okay if i am running the event uh, what will i need where will i uh, what will i look for at, at around what point whether it's marking or route uh, aid stations or water or food uh, those sort of things and uh, how easily will you get those things so indrahar was a very unique challenge because uh, from the road head to the top it's 15 kilometers to the top but the mules mules only go till about uh, the, the the 11k mark and beyond that everything has to be ferried on porters so either you carry it in your hand or you carry it on your back so we had to plan it in a way where uh, they were like mule teams and people were leaving two days before to a mark to sort of set up some sort of you know safety sort of mechanism to put on some markings uh and then uh, uh, also drop in those heavier things like the oxygen cylinders at the high altitude stations and uh getting the medical teams there so everything starts much more in advance when it comes to trail uh right and it's an interesting it's an interesting mix of different because it's going to be much easier with the with the sethan dome because sethan the mountain is parallel and the line the road line is also going parallel uh, sorry parallel across it so you can access the route on through multiple points uh from so start is accessible from here finish is accessible from there and you can climb as teams can go from different point rather than entering from the same point unlike indrahar indrahar the entry entry and the exit was the same point you have to go in a straight line vertical line pe road aa rahi hai vertical pe jana hai aapko and everything was and you're just moving away from the road yeah. so whereas over yeah. here you're saying that it you're moving along the road yeah 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 Yeah, you're moving, moving along the road. Moving along the road was only the Hamta, where when you will be approaching Hamta is where you are actually moving towards another valley, sort of crossing, trying to cross a pass, but you will only reach to the top and then come back down. So right, right. So, uh, so that's probably the only challenging uh, part that you need to figure out from an access perspective. Ah, uh, from an access, but then again, uh, it what makes it easier is because the 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 trail is gentle. Ah, uh, it's not. It's unlike Indrahar. It's not very technical. Uh, yeah. Indrahar. Yeah. Indrahar is uh, four kilometers of climbing a staircase. Yeah, yeah. Which it, is, uh, it, it is a meter high. It is <laughs> actually crazy when you look. When you're standing at Lakai, when you look at Indrahar, you are actually just uh, it's mind-numbing to un- un- uh, figure out okay how you're going to get to the top because it doesn't look it doesn't look uh, trackable or climbable from that point till you actually go and sort of find out okay how steep it is. and uh, it's also it's also much more technical it's also so safety was a big question mark when i did the recce i was like okay so there were there are some places that will really need like a rope where people can hold on to you know so in in sethan and hamta that's not a concern because hamta is like a proper trekking route people regularly go uh, uh, you know sethan dome is like a skiing slope so skiing slope you can understand how gentle it will be 
so right so so the so when you're when you're climbing the Satan dome you're like walking on a giant grassland and uh, it's just so you can take any trail you can take any path you want like there's a dome and you can go from here you can go from here unlike Indrahar if you lose the staircase then you're lost so so uh, it's 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 very different from that perspective I think it's more much more enjoyable uh, obviously Indrahar for the, for the people who are very experienced it was enjoyable too uh, the ones who didn't come really prepared well for them at that it was it was more of a nightmare but uh, I think that's another question that we have uh, topic that we're going to touch but uh, yes so so I think yeah, logistic wise I think road road versus uh, trail trail pay things move much more in advance uh, you start the the race actually starts three days before the main race will start got it and uh, and how do you account for weather because at high altitude every second is a different weather right and so where does where does that fall in uh, at you know in your in your levels of criticality where does that fall in when you when you talk about planning yeah i think the the the, the weather window uh, choosing the right season is a uh, is getting tricky now uh, with monsoons coming in when they have to come and going when they have to leave so uh, earlier it was pretty fixed that okay june 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 end tak start hoga and september tak will be finished but right now if they come late then they extend late and uh, sometimes the western disturbance comes in and the snow comes in it happened with indrahar uh, it it the early morning when it actually uh, there was a thunderstorm when you were running and it snowed on the top so a couple of people also did slip and uh, they were they were very minor injuries but uh, it it did get tricky now had it been and right after the day the next day of the race when i woke up and it was again a thunderstorm at night it was a whiteout so it was it was almost as if the event has just sort of sneaked in a day before got in the got in at the right um, kind of time window and then come out had it been the next day i think we'll probably would have had to call off the race at around laka and uh, say people okay you know this is the turnaround because climbing up that technical pass uh, with new fresh sort of you know slippery snow would have been very dangerous now weather is the only thing which is not under our control right so at what point do you take the hard call that okay fine it's not going to happen or it's going to get curtailed or something like that right so as of now i think till whatever trail races i have sort of uh, been fortunate to organize i haven't had to take a call yet but uh, road road events we have had to like for example when one of the editions i remember the ultra was on and the team we had to take a call because uh, it it rained in a in a certain section a lot and the water was sort of flowing above the bridge uh there's like a place upshi and it is just a road but the water is flowing above the bridge and it would have been very tricky for even vehicles to sort of pass so we had to and you either wait for the water to go down or you sort of turn reverse something so we had to change the route uh, this was back in 2012 so uh yeah so i i, so I think uh, it's only uh, with i think weather in such extreme conditions i think pushing the luck is something that it's 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 very hard to sort of uh, you know do uh, this something like a trail i think it will be wise for example people if it's like a very thunderstormy sort of a day and it's raining very hard to sort of sit out somewhere if there is a shelter but again shelters are very sort of hard to find uh, in certain sort of open open that uh, those those sort of scenarios but i think it's also for us to organizers to sort of keep a lookout on the forecast and keep people alerted uh, and i think i think first and foremost safety also goes with the kind of preparation people are themselves going through 
like like if you're asking you to carry like a poncho or a rain jacket and everything uh maybe even an emergency blanket if it's let's say if it's if it's like a very cold sort of a shower thing and if it's uh, raining for for a long time then your rain coat and jacket may not protect you after a certain sort of a time then uh, you know you may feel cold and everything so can you probably also carry that uh, so some people are sort of proactive and they want to do it themselves otherwise you have you have those things at the aid stations but then the aid stations may be a few kilometers away so 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 now i mean just to flip the conversation now from the athlete side right uh, how should athletes prepare uh, for these things like you know when it comes to uh, when it comes to gear when it comes to planning the event itself right it's not just that uh, you register for the event you follow a training plan that's not that's not planning right you have to make sure uh, you know the course uh, rather you you're aware of what uh, conditions await you or uh, you need to land up a bit in advance uh, you know you can't be two days before the race you can't be asking questions on whatsapp about what shoes to get right so but uh, so how should how should an athlete plan for such an event i think the first and foremost planning should go uh, uh, in terms of actually understanding what you're getting into what what are you signing up for uh, it's it's like you know let's say indrahar is like you was you know what was what was a was a shorter distance it, it, it was not even ultra it was not even full marathon it was like a 30k but the 20k and 30k because you have done a half marathon is it is it similar to that so first first and foremost educate yourself try and be more curious uh more understanding from your side to find out okay what does that what is what is that you're getting yourself into so if the route elevation or the profile is not uh making you understand then you go through some pictures or videos uh if it's shared by the organizers which it always is most of the time if in case not uh, can you look for something online like for example i remember when the indrahar group was made there were people uh, there were a few people who went before like you went before and you you shared an update and the others who were looking for videos online trying to understand okay what is the gradient and everything uh, even me before going to the reiki i was trying to understand psych myself up that was part of my mental training uh and you know and i was honestly when i was going for the reiki i was not even altitude sort of i i, I wasn't acclimatized and i was touching 14000 feet so luckily we had like a night stop and then we climbed indrahar pass but i was trying to ascertain because a lot of people were putting things in my head or oh, don't play with indrahar pass that's a, like a very technical tricky uh it may not be safe for running events uh so i had to you know that curiosity sort of made me understand okay you know i really need to go and check it out uh so uh i think first psych yourself mentally how many at least at least virtually i've sort of seen a section of the route part of the route and i know what is there i know what's coming up okay now uh, a step backward would be the kind of conditions you will face through okay uh, what kind of cold will be there temperatures wind chill uh, what you may face in the worst case scenario uh what where will be the aid stations be placed how much water should i carry uh all of those things then sort of go back is then my training adequate uh you know training obviously is a whole different topic to do but uh, just because let's say you have done a half marathon and you're going to do like a 20k trail which may feel like a 40 on the road are you really, are you really ready so because always look at the kind of time limit that we are giving you if for a 20k we are giving you almost 8 hours to finish that means that there must be something about it 
So can you can you ask a question that okay, you know, what is bias really eight hours needed for a 20 game? So understand the profile, see the gradient. Uh, are you even comfortable going on trail? That sort of a thing. And uh, to prepare it, I think uh, even if not, I know not everyone can travel to the mountains and get a feeler of that. Not everyone has luxury, but if it's three to four months apart, can you uh, can you try and sort of you know simulate some sort of conditions? Uh, maybe an uphill treadmill, maybe like a trail close to the home, which has which is at least a beaten track. So that at least you're mentally sort of psyched up. Yeah, I was not running on the road always. Uh, and I have had no idea of what trail running is and I'm going out on a trail. Uh, you may be running on the road very used to uh, running with your car parked and everything, all the water, food and everything over there uh, and just running in loops. But trail will be different. So can you practice with the hydration pack on? Can you can you take out your uh, waist pack and belt and carry the gears and gels with you? Try and understand and see, okay, if I'm uh, spending six hours on feet, time on feet, if that is what is going to be my effort, uh, what are my hydration requirements based on temperatures and everything? So I think these are the things people sort of need to build in their plan. Even if they are not taking a structured training plan, which most of the people not do. A lot of people, runners in India don't really invest in a, in a training plan. Gear-wise, they're very happy, very expensive watches and shoes and everything. First things to buy, very excited, nay. But uh, training wise, uh, you know, it's a, it takes a backseat. It's, it's not even in the head. So, yeah. So I think, yeah. So uh, what I have also seen, so there are two, two aspects to it, right? So one is, one is of course, this uh, entire uh, mental shift between uh, what a road race entails and what a trail race entails. And this could be a mountain trail, it could be a forest trail, it could be anything, right? So uh, 20K on a road is not the same as a 20K on any trail. Right? And like you're also saying, you know, the fact that you're giving an 8-hour cutoff for a 20K race means there is something so much more to it, right? So it, it will be equivalent to a 32K or a 40K or even like a full marathon uh, level effort. So that definitely needs to be uh, baked into um, any sort of preparation that someone is doing, you know? The other part is uh, when it comes to training, right? Uh, yes, you can build a training program. You can uh, uh, do all the physiological or strength or speed adaptations that you need to do. Uh, but when it comes to altitude, you know, uh, altitude is something which uh, as an adaptation, it stays for a very short time, right? Uh, let's say you have built up speed and then you don't do anything for a month or two months. It'll be very easy to pick up speed again, you might not even have lost that, uh, those adaptations so soon, but for altitude, it's like you're out of the mountains, maybe in a week or two weeks time, you would have lost it. Right. So, uh, now as a, as a planning exercise, how does that play out? Uh, is there like a, a sweet spot that says that, okay, uh, if it's a high altitude race or it's a very high altitude race, you should be there for X amount of time. If it's a slightly lower altitude race, like a, in the 4,000 meter ballpark, then you should be there for so much amount of time. No, is there is there something like a thumb rule or some foundational principles that athletes can follow? Yeah, I uh, very good question. Uh, what happens is, uh, you know, physiological sort of response that we have to altitude, everyone's different. Uh, uh, I, I'll have a different reaction. You'll have a different reaction. But I think there is a certain level where everyone actually does feel the pinch. Uh, the, the effects 
and that is the very high altitude category that I earlier I earlier spoke about. Like when you start to cross eleven, twelve thousand feet, uh, based on how well you're acclimatized or how early you've been there, uh, does make a difference. Uh, with trail running, because it's like a single day event, and the whole idea of uh, getting people there is, so you know, it's in the on it's on the weekend, and come a few days before, let's say a day two day before, run your run race and then go back the Sunday. It's like a short short and sweet outing. And that is what people came for. Uh, uh, I think it's it's really uh, what what we recommended people that at least if you're touching if you're going to the the if you're touching like something like a four thousand meters or so, uh, come at least three days before. Try and sleep at a higher altitude. Uh, so these are very like sort of bookmark, you know, like very bookish, uh, you know, scientific things that have been sort of researched and uh, what people generally medical science sort of recommends. And you know, medically, this is what we uh, what we say. But I think over my experience with with uh, Lalra, uh, with with understanding people how they come in a span of six to seven days, they are able to acclimatize or something like five thousand meters, uh, running hundreds of kilometers. Uh, I think when it comes to the the sports of it and the the pushing limits part, uh, there is still a lot that needs to be researched. And because there's not there's no sort of you know literature available. That can really define as of if you're running a race, then what kind of uh, thumb rules or something, you know, like stick point you can really stick to. So that is still to be done. That would be like something interesting if it if it happens. Uh, but generally, what the what they say is that, uh, and again, it's because it's it's written by people in, in in the West that they say that if you don't have time, and if you are if you're not able to let's say come uh, to acclimatize for a high altitude race or a, in the mountains, you just land a day before. And you run the next day, uh, and there's some sort of scientific explanation which which I'm not really sure about what they say, but they say that this that you either come five six days before or you just come a day before and then you run your race, and that is that is what happened with a lot of people in Indrahar also. A lot of people came a day before, and they were able to sort of go up and come down safely. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's also. Um... Uh, it's also got to do with the fact that uh, uh, acclimation to altitude it it essentially requires uh, it essentially needs time, right? So uh, I mean it it has to be a, a gradual process. So I would say that if if you're short of time and you can't uh, be there for a week or ten days before the event, like you said, uh, yes, okay, land up a day before, but then maybe as long as you just keep the ascent very slow and steady, yeah. it it. That's something that exactly should work. Yes, uh, yeah. yes. I think I think that really worked for people because a lot of people, if you see, they were uh, uh, not in the they were in that very happy sort of enjoyment mode, and they were sort of going easily up, taking breaks, and a lot of easier, slower ones sort of ended up doing it. Then let's say fourteen hours, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen hours, very close to the cutoff. So uh, yes, they were exhausted. Some of them were like really, really exhausted, which is. Uh, you know the kind of effort you're putting is, is yeah. fine. Physical yeah, exhaustion yeah. is going yeah. to be there, yeah. but yeah, medically, altitude-wise, I think they were they were doing pretty well. So, uh, just coming back to the organizing side of things, what's the business of this whole thing like? How do you ensure that you're delivering great value and making some money out of it? When it comes to an average runner who just wants that next adventure on a trail, for example. No, they they have benchmarks. They see events happening in cities that cost like maximum two thousand bucks or something like that. 
and suddenly they see um, a similar distance mountain race and the price is like four times that of that right so how do you arrive at that uh, what are the uh, economics that go behind setting up this this kind of an event yeah i think it's uh, we always work with some sort of backward calculation as i said you know what i what do i look for when i'm organizing the event the safety sort of the logistics the, that are going through what will i need to ensure that this event is done in the safe manner uh with the see whether there are 10 people or 100 the a stations are going to be the same uh, i'll i'll have to have i'll have to have those many people to sort of check in and provide water and everything so obviously certain numbers need to be there to make sense uh so i think we we do that sort of a calculation and also arrive at you know the other things like insurances and the the safety rescue team and everything and i remember with indrahar we had to go through this question when you said you know the There's some people who are giving a feedback that the the thirty k is too expensive, uh, but they were you know the kind of it's not just people look at that in India. Unfortunately, that okay the distance and the price and everything, uh, but what happens is that uh, if you see the background of it, people don't know the background, and that is the that is the thing. Like where are we coming from? What all is going into it? The the details and everything, and. Like even in Satan and whatever trail I'm putting it through, I'll be having two two sort of rescue teams on standby, uh, which are other than the aid station people, right? So now they are also built into the cost. They'll be there on standby, uh, waiting for any key wave eventuality. Oti hai, and you know uh, we can just go and go rescue or whatever if there's a scene. But you have to put all these things up, uh, and then factor in the cost. Okay, if uh, uh you know do do some sort of calculations and understand okay so i don't think it ever goes in okay this is the this much is the kind of uh, expenses i'm going through this is the kind of money i want to make and hence the fees will be this much if that goes then the fees fees will be very very expensive so you have to you have to sort of sensibly also price and say okay uh i need to cover the costs i think that is more important uh but then Hoping that the more that more people will come in, more people will interest uh, be interested and take part in the race because I think that is what really drives in. And uh, so you always price it with the hope of getting numbers. Uh, that let's say let's say some you know people can show interest and come. And uh, uh, I think it's first year, first two years are never really about I want to be I want to make this much of money. And I think anyways, all the mountain races or at least trail races in India organized by organizers uh, like you know what's happening in. In you know Solang and the various other places as well. I don't think there's anyone who comes into the business saying I want to make money and hands I want to do this yeah. because that that will never be yeah. the case. I think uh, the starting a, point is always huge. yeah. I think the starting point is always a uh, uh, general love for the trails, for nature, for community. Yeah. I think community has a major yes. major part to play in 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 trail races especially and also any sort of uh, torturous endurance. Uh, events uh the, yeah. the kind of yeah and yeah. that's what people come for but again at the same time like um, i think uh, so uh, do you think people are accepting uh, this uh, as as we as we grow as uh, as india grows into a uh, or rather as india matures into a tra- into the trail running and ultra running space do you think do you see people uh, becoming more accepting of this fact that yes they are going to have to shell a lot more money you know and it's not just the event tickets right uh, getting to these places is also not the easiest so from right. a runner's perspective yeah, travel it so it can cost uh, pretty much in the high five digits also you know so that's not at all uncommon yeah yeah so uh, 
so yeah so so are 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 people uh, being accepting of this uh, in india i think i think the numbers are slowly getting better uh, keeping my experience in mind or whatever let's say even even what you say the existing races that are being happening in trade races in the the down south or in in in, in the himalayas uh, you would be seeing numbers are slowly sort of increasing people are people are liking the idea of trade running i think people want to experience and hence i think the ones who are excited about the the idea of trail running are the ones that are going and exploring others who are still for whom still the numbers are uh, more important or accessibility and they want to stick with with the crowd is because that's where they get the fun because you know uh, for whatever reasons uh, the those obviously the the turnaround for them is much slower and you know they'll only say okay uh, and i think i see this more active happening with this community in you know hyderabad bangalore pune maharashtra i think those people are any any day more adventurous and more willing to go out and explore uh, and uh, experience these places compared to a lot of people the running community in in delhi and cr and north india uh, that showed with the numbers and the kind of peak places that people that we had for you know for the for for for, for the summit run as well uh, a lot of people from below uh you know the towns out in the calcutta we had runners we had maharashtra a lot of people and everything so but uh, yeah i think as the but i, I think as the word spreads uh, that also like for example when the running it started 10 12 years back in india with the whatever the hatch delhi marathon and you know all of those things and then slowly people it so, so social media sort of helps uh you know we sometimes blame social media or people are doing it because of social media uh it is but then i think also as organizers we are also using social media to reach out to people so it has it has both the sides so it's not only negative negative i think it's uh, people also like to talk about what they're doing uh, that's also a side of it they it's not only about boasting and show off and everything so i think when they share their stories and inspiring stories and their experiences i think they only that only grows so uh, i only encourage people to sort of go and talk talk about you know such things and experiences that they have had uh it's slow but i think it's it's definitely on the upside if i if, if i can sum it up yeah 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 i think so too because uh, i also uh, seen like in in the f- past 5 years or so the way people are approaching the way runners are approaching uh, any trail event uh, you know that's that's really changed and It's really good to see a lot of athletes who are uh, putting in the time, putting in the effort, reaching sometimes a month in advance as well, training in those conditions, and really doing a good job at at the yes. event. Right. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, this was this was this was a really fun conversation, and you know, you know, I I love this topic. I <laughs> love preparing for. Uh, No, because I I don't see I don't see planning and preparation as just something that's uh, a point in time thing. Right? That's this is pretty much the journey, uh, and this is pretty much the process, and this is the journey, and you have to enjoy the process. So, uh, getting to know from you, uh, learn from you, what goes in as an organizer and what goes in uh, as an athlete, what you have seen, right? That's that's it, it, it was I I had a lot of fun uh, listening to these perspectives. Right. Uh, are these any ta- are Thanks. there any line man? Uh, I mean, I should thank you. <laughs> you shouldn't. No, no. Thank, thanks for the, uh, thanks for creating the this this, this sort of a uh, opportunity to talk about all these things. I think that's that's rare. 
So yeah, I would love to have you again yeah. and uh, talk talk about some other topics. But uh, sure. before before I let go of you <laughs> for uh, this time, uh, would you like to summarize the these two uh, things? Like, if you have just like top top three things that uh, uh, from an organization organizing perspective and from an athlete perspective, like what are the top three things that uh, that other that you would like to present as takeaways from this? Takeaways uh, as organizer, I think it's it's. Uh, um i think i i would like to sort of you know interact with people in the community more to sort of understand uh what they what they're looking out for i think that is one very uh, interesting thing about the trade running community it's very sort of uh, you know feedback driven uh, uh i i'd like for example a lot of people are already in touch with me talking about the safe and, and keep sharing feedback with this have this and that can you can probably do this and i'm very having i'm enjoying discussing things rather than being a very very stubborn organizer saying that no uh, you you will get whatever you what you will get take it or leave it that sort of a thing so you know we are trying to evolve so as as an organizer it's it's about especially about trail running it's about uh, really you know continuously evolving being engaged with 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 the community a lot uh, that's i think number one as an athlete uh, whether you are a runner or you're doing whatever physical activity you're doing i think in general people should go out explore different kind of activities uh, should sort of add that bit of you know stimulus to uh, what they are doing so that uh, uh, they get to learn and see new things and have new experiences uh, because the more richer their experiences in terms of fitness journeys and running uh, the more they'll they'll sort of inspire and talk about it and the more people will sort of come into that and i think that's the that's eventually like a a bigger goal of uh, me as a as as coaching the people whether it's all in or whether as as a as an outdoor company doing activities is to to grow people and to to sort of let them uh, experience outdoors in 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 multiple ways not everyone has the sort of the risk appetite for for you know climbing a mountain but you can always start with small steps and uh, it's if it's only for the for the for your you know betterment uh and and well being being healthy and fit and experiencing nature uh, so uh, those are i think the two and third one is uh uh well for me to uh, enjoy enjoy the upcoming mountain season uh, as 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 much as i can and uh, uh, excited i'll probably be out for almost a month and uh, uh, two weeks or so uh, and i have multiple things to do and i think my i'm starting starting with 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 nepal with the abc trek and then i'm finishing off with the sethan sethan dome rekhi which is i think then only then i'll be back in delhi so it's going to be a long journey so looking forward to this yeah so thank th- thanks for taking time out before your before you head off to the mountains uh, yeah this was uh, i know we squeezed this in but uh, yeah this, this i think this this turned out really well uh before we leave yes. uh, is there is there a website or instagram page that uh, uh you'd like to just share with everyone yes uh you know you can you can uh, as from if you're looking uh for for training guidance you're running into looking to learn about uh you know ideas in training and uh, knowledge things then we we have a community of, of all in running uh, so we are a group of coaches and i think the only uh, community running community sort of based coaching uh, platform in india which is uh you know working on on sort of a holistic level uh, we we touch upon various aspects of uh, of 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 fitness from training aerobic yoga you know, nutrition to 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 many other things and 
you can follow us you can look for all in uh, all in running on instagram and uh, you can also follow capital trails uh which is like a lovely community of of trail runners and i think probably uh, rare few ones in india who are doing some amazing work in on the trails of of delhi and cr and uh, if you are interested in outdoor adventures and looking for uh, something whether from kids to uh, pro level peaks or mountaineering you can follow uh, boots and crampons uh, that's also the company that i'm part of and uh, we have a busy calendar throughout the year and uh, we would like to take you somewhere thanks for mentioning capital trails uh <laughs> yep all right so so all these uh-huh. links will be shared in the episode's notes uh that's all in running uh, boots and crampons uh, capital trails of course and uh, i think you're missing one uh, summit run series that's that's the handle oh yeah so yeah so we have now a separate handle for the summit run series because i think we were we were we are focusing on content for that only so you got you can do for summit run series on instagram and for uh, the 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 summit run series run related informations uh, so most of it will come there uh, directly yes thanks for reminding cool this was this was great thank you thanks thanks a lot chetan thanks thanks my pleasure thank you bye that was all for this episode of tracking dirt thanks for making it to the finish line if you found the content helpful do follow us you'll find our social links in the show notes If you know people who will find this content useful, do spread the word and share our episodes with them. If you're feeling generous and have a bit of time, do leave us a review on any of your preferred listening platforms. Lastly, if you have any feedback or ideas to share with us, or if you'd like us to cover a specific topic, or if you'd like to be featured on the show, send us an email on talks@capitaltrails.in. Once again, all the details will be added to the show notes. Till we meet again, happy trails.